Welcome back to Free Wide, our once weekly podcast discussing both NASCAR and Formula One. I'm Caleb. I'm Connor. I'm Dad. And uh, how are we all doing this weekend? Uh, Brit- Brazil, Formula One. Once again, first step and wins it. 17th win this year? It's crazy at this it's, point. It's crazy. But, man, that, that start of that race was utter disaster. Uh, for Williams and Haas, <laughs> that is. It was utter disaster for them. I think there was at least like 15 different things going on for multiple different teams. So I think a bunch of people didn't realize that Lance Stroll was ahead of them, and then boom, and then they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> kind of panicked, and that's really kind of the end of it. And a lot of stuff to talk about this week. So once again, Red Bull wins. Verstappen first, Perez fourth. I mean, or that, but the big I think the big storyline was Aston Martin found some speed heading into uh, Brazil. Now this is the beginning of the year all Aston Martin. Which Strolls. we said back in Bahrain. <laughs> yeah, they, they found speed, but I mean is it is it here to stay? Of course there's only two races left the season, but I mean I definitely think- was faster. That's for sure. I mean Stroll uh was fifth. I mean it's uh definitely uh, the best weekend for Aston Martin in forever. Probably two months. Uh, let's see, what was their double points? What did I see there? The Dutch Grand Prix was their last point in time they had double points? I think so. The third and fifth today. Once that again, was a wild drag race there by... Alonso versus Perez. Yeah. That was a good, uh, kind of nice, probably the biggest highlight of the season. Aston Martin, uh, kind of st- that were kind of like the underdog team that you were they were rooting for after uh first couple races, and then after... I'd say Canada, they kind of started falling off in pace. McLaren kind of started showing up. More teams caught up to Aston Martin. Ironically, that's after Alonso said he was, they are going to crush everybody. That was, uh, I think that was uh, the biggest uh, jinx of the re- the season. Aston Martin said they'd crush the competition. And look where that got him. Yeah, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, I think Aston Martin, though, it's kind of nice team to come back. They went both raised, both... Coda and Mexico was a disaster. Both of them went pointless. And so for the, them to go from no points to double points in third and fifth is kind of a big uh, turnaround for Aston Martin. You know who turned around in the opposite way? Mercedes. Oh, gosh. Went from uh, podiums in circuit of the... Went from podium in uh, Coda and podium in Mexico to uh, eighth place for Lewis Hamilton and George Russell out of the race. See, I thought George Russell was going to be good here, like last year. I've seen a quote today. It's a Toto said this was probably his worst weekend as as F one principal. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's quite a statement. He said that I caught an interview from I caught a article from Roche that said the Mercedes this week was inexcusable and did not deserve to win. Yeah. Well, he didn't, but. Not their, not their best. I think the biggest can. thing was George Russell was once again moaning on the team radio about not about Lewis not letting him by. I mean, even in the sprint, they were fourth and seventh. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like they were double D and F both races, but I mean, that's you know we talked about that a few weeks ago. It seems like the Russell Hamilton, uh, there's kind Hamilton, of a little. It seems like it's splintering a little bit. They're gonna need to hold on. I feel like you're gonna need to we hold need to get, on on onto one and not the other. I think we're gonna need a uh, marriage counseling uh, for I that. Mean, it, up it's there. definitely <laughs> splintering to me. Would agree with you on that one. Uh, I think the big thing is I think we've mentioned this before. I think Total Wolf doesn't like losing, and uh, I think uh, these last couple of years of Mercedes uh, being only having one win in the past two seasons, I think it's start, finally starting to catch up to them. How many titles did they win? Five straight, seven straight? How many straight Eight was straight. It? Eight straight. 
constructor titles. And then you then you went down to a season like this year that you don't even have a win. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty tough pill to swallow. Well, Griffey on that, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of. I they, think they have swung and missed on the hybrid era, that's for sure. Or this whatever whatever the, yeah. What we like to uh, what Formula One calls the new era, which is not really so new anymore as it yeah. is. <laughs> I call it the Verstappen era, but call yeah, it what you will. That was also the Red Bull era. Yeah, I think. Uh, our big thing is uh, Leclerc had a good race today. Well, had a good open, had a good first three <laughs> corners in the formation lap. Yeah. Rex in the formation Rex. lap. Bad luck for like Charles Leclerc. I mean, he said it himself on the radio. I'm, he was, just, I'm just getting used to it at this point. I mean, that is the uh, six stages of being a Leclerc fan. Paul. <sighs> Same thing. Leclerc is always blaming his equipment. He says the hydraulics broke. Hot take. I th- hot take. It looked to me like he just got in too hot. Hot take. I don't think Leclerc's half the driver he thinks he is. I mean, I think that he's definitely a talented driver. You can't be in an F1 car and not be talented. But, I man, mean, I'm it, telling you, it, it was he, – he has some of the wildest things happening. But, I mean, some of those wrecks over the years have been his fault. Yeah, but this is the same guy. I'm totally just not defending him because he's my favorite driver. But this is the same guy who went straight up on Verstappen one year ago. Mm-hmm. This is also the same guy who uh, spun of his own volition at France, wrecked himself out of the race. And Miami. And Miami this year. So. I'm trying to think about it. <laughs> this is also the same guy who wrecked from pole in Monaco Listen, about, what, dude, two years ago? You don't have to talk about but, it. Yeah, he, uh, if it's random, it happens to Ferrari and Leclerc. Of course, it's the same thing as Jordan Bianchi, Ferrari going to Ferrari. Griffey on that one. Williams with woes. I think Williams kind of had a uh, an up and down week, but mostly down because from the back from the from the onset, it was a ru- it was looking to be a rough week for Williams. Yeah. Logan Sargent still got eleventh, like, which well, I can't help but wonder was that the result of all the DNFs? That well, yeah, I th- it was definitely a race of attrition. Well, what, five cars DNF, six cars DNF, something like that. Yeah, it was, six cars DNF, only fourteen cars finish. <laughs> it was a race of attrition for sure. It's a win for him. It's a win for him. True. <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He almost pointed. I mean, that's that's something. That's saying saying something. But Albon, man, that was that was a uh, brutal. It was like a sandwich. Uh, uh, Nico Hulkenberg probably had one boom. of his best starts of his career, and then Hulkenberg moves just slightly to the right, and he boom takes and ends. Up, Haas end up on. Hulkenberg inadvertently takes out his own teammate, and inadvertently, I just think uh, barely, just barely had pace the rest of the day. Which he took like five cars or so out of the race, or out of contention. Piastri, he was caught up in that because didn't it damage his wing? Him and yeah. Ricardo yeah, both that yeah. tire flying around damaged his rear wing, and I think he ends up being two laps down. And Ricardo, I don't know why they raced him. He's, I mean, fourteenth. I don't know why you race. You're just to me. You're just risking an engine right there. Yeah, I mean, if really. you can't point. Of course, I guess they were hoping that other cars would keep falling off. Never know, but uh, yeah, I think that was the big thing. Just not really. There was a lot of faith, and Haas. I mean, really, just have not had any pace. And I think they've been Haas's mood at the track this uh, week was really kind of downbeat. I mean, none of their upgrades at Coda worked. They're now dead last, and they're now stone dead last in the constructors' standings. And this week was just not a good week for them. I mean, yes, they started well, but they weren't able to finish well. 
Magnuson's that's, case wasn't even able to finish the first lap. Yeah, that's just been his case for Haas this season. The beginning of the season, Hulkenberg looked promising, but then just hasn't shown up. Yeah, I mean to me, Haas. Hey. I think I think that shows a lot of there shows a lot of a uh, there's a lot of misdirection at Haas. I think there's some some of the team members want to do one thing with the car, but the other team members want to do another thing with the car, and I think that's kind of they can't really meet in the middle, and it's causing the car right now just kind of be just kind of struggling. I mean, it just says to me that they don't want to they don't want to spend the money. I mean, they they don't do upgrades ever so often. You know, lots of, all of these other teams are doing upgrades every three or four races. It seems like Haas does them like twice a year. I think the big thing of those Haas, I don't think – I think the big thing at Haas is they don't really believe in upgrades. Steiner has mentioned it, it before shows. that <laughs> – I will say that. That is the thing, though. It shows. But, like, the way Haas words it, it's like they don't want – they want to finish working – they want to, like – Get everything out of the car before they get upgrades. They they don't want to solve everything with upgrades, but well, it's not working. Sorry, McLaren it, it's solved. Not working. Listen, I, mean, I think we all three want to see a Haas team that's American team do well, but it's definitely not working. It's. I'll be honest, the American team that's working, I don't think it's going to be Haas. I mean, look at it a good way. I guess this is their best best season in the past two years, even though the past two years have uh twenty twenty two. Much better than uh, 2023. I bet McLaren, Lando. I mean, McLe- Norris. Second both races, right? Yep, second both races and fastest lap, I believe, in and fastest lap for uh, the sprint. Fastest lap for the regular race. Jeez, Louise. We cannot speak today. I mean, McLaren's still improving. I mean, it's it's uh, good to see he's still not in Red Bull's league. I mean, he did push uh, for Stappen there for a few laps, and Verstappen was then pulled away. <laughs> one by like six seconds. So, um, I mean, they're, I mean, it, it's just crazy to think, you know, Checo has a hard time passing cars and, and have a hard time qualifying them. And Verstappen's just like, he's almost bored. You know, it's, it's something he's almost almost bored. So, I mean, anyways, kudos to McLaren. They've, they've uh, definitely improved. And Lando's, he's had to, he's had definitely had a run of second place finishes here lately. I agree with you on that one, with the slight exception being Mexico. Right, but even right. still, he was doing still well. he finished. He started almost dead last and finished what sixth. Yeah, was that was like the only car able to pass cars too. But man, uh, after Brazil, we got two more races. Let's talk about our first race, Vegas. First race in Vegas. Another another dumb decision. What one a.m. start for East Coast? Well, well, one a.m. there is ten p.m. there. Right. It's on. Yeah. It's on Sunday morning. Another dumb uh, decision by F1. I mean, you're. <laughs> I get you want to race in at night because of the lights and the glamour and you know blah blah blah. But I mean, do it, do it like plus do it like, like I mean, F- I mean, sunset to sun. Plus, the big thing is the F1 has gone under fire for some for a lot of decisions that they're making about. Uh, Ain't that what Abu Dhabi does? They start off in the daylight and finish in the night. Yeah, that's what I think we could have just done, do but, that. But the big thing is F1. Like I said, F1's come under fire for a bunch of the decisions they've been making. So they're basically making an upcharge. They've upcharged like all the comp- all the companies around the strips that are that are racing, and they say you have to pay this much, other or we're putting blackout screens like directly in front of your business, so that way you can't. They basically don't want pedestrians watching the race for free. Well, I think we've seen that NASCAR. You know, they went to a new market in Chicago, and it wasn't really. 
smooth, and I think we're kind of seeing thing, same thing here. He wasn't real. It's not being real smooth for F one on some things. They, I don't know what the deal is. They, they're not going to call it a paddock, or they're going to call it something else. They're, and that's, call, they're it, calling it a pit. They're calling it like a pit area. And why are they doing that? Uh, sensitive history. Right. So uh, it's it's already a weird thing anyway. What are they going to call their garage? <laughs> No, so, no, that's too. That's too red, Nick. I mean, they have spent billions on this race with a B, and if it, if it's a terrible race, yeah, uh, that's. And the sad <laughs> part is, that I think they're locked in a multi-year contract for. Well, I believe what does it say? Twenty eight. Well, actually, they spent like five hundred million dollars just on the paddock, so that race is there to stay. It, it ain't going nowhere. I mean, there's probably a, it, it'll be there until Liberty Media gives sells it to somebody. It'll be there till Libya Media sells the sells F one to whoever Saudi Arabia, whoever. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that then a, then that's probably just gonna be oh dear. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of really the biggest big stuff from F one this week. Let's take a quick little break and we'll uh, come back with some interesting tactics for the week. All right, we are back from our interesting tactics, and uh, we are going to start with uh, Connor this week. This is a segment where we discuss uh, strategy calls that uh, we thought were interesting for other races. Could have been good, could have been bad. We kind of really don't care. We just kind of uh, thought, thought they were interesting. Just whatever Aston Martin put in Lance Stroll's coffee, like... Doping. <laughs> maybe he had some porridge before a race. I never know. Porridge, maple syrup, porridge, (laughs) maple syrup. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Porridge, pancakes with his maple syrup. I haven't heard that one in a while. You go ahead, Caleb. Uh, Mine is uh, whatever Alonzo was doing in uh, sprint qualifying. uh, Kind of starts pulling out of the Senate S, and then here comes Esteban Ocon, like on a push lap. He comes through the right hander of the Senate S, kind of snaps, and basically hits Alonzo. And that takes them both out through qualifying. Alonso's through to Q2, but Alonso doesn't start Q2, and Ocon's out. End up starting on the same row. The biggest thing was there was people blasting both of them. They're saying that Ocon was had no business being there if he was on a push lap. Thing was, Ocon had a snap, and I think other people were blasting Alonso for Alonso not moving to the right of the center S far enough. What's yours? Mine's gonna be. Uh Alonzo passing Checo on the last lap. He set him up. You know, Checo got by him. He, Checo worked on him for 20 laps, got by him, and then basically Alonzo just sets him up and and passes him and back. You know, I think turn four there, passes him again. So, um, I mean, to me, you know, guys in his 40s and still at the top of his game. I think that kind of lends to the other rumor that uh, Fernando Alonso is going to uh, Red Bull. This is kind of something we didn't really talk about, but uh, – I don't think there was really yeah, that point rumor got, That rumor got squashed in a hurry. Yeah, really. I think uh, I think uh, that about wraps it up this week for. Uh, Looking forward to Vegas in a couple weeks. I'm curious to see the the, the, the glamour, the lights, to see how it does. And uh, uh, no one not can live. <laughs> and the uh, will uh, will it'll be a one lane train the <laughs> entire race. We may get up early and watch it on DVR. All right. That, that about does it for this week's edition of Free Wide on Formula One. We'll still be doing Formula One stuff for this year. I uh, hope to see you next week. Peace. Bye.